What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack. This is the Certified Wrench Podcast. Back again. Been a long time. Um, but today, got a guest on that's been in high demand, I guess you could say. Um, you know, people kept messaging me, get this girl on. Um, I know, she's been on the roster for quite a long time. But today's guest is Emma Westman. Say what's up. What's good, homie? <laughs> homie. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, high demand. You know, people messaging me all the time. and So you should feel uh, pretty special. But uh, mm. let's do this thing. Hell yeah, we're here. So uh, for people that don't know who you are, who is you? Uh, my name's Emma Westman. I've uh, been working for Deer as a tech now for a little over five years. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Are you nervous? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Why? Why? Everybody, everybody says that they're so nervous. And I'm like, we're literally bullshitting like we would on the phone or whatever. <laughs> but there's a record button on. Yeah, isn't that weird how that works? Yeah, but I, I mean, whatever. Right? It's all good. Anyway, uh, I definitely want to dive into your background. Um, I want to talk about college for sure, but how did you... Uh, let's give some background first of all. Uh, how did you get into the trade and all that good shit? And like, how did you know you wanted to do this? Okay, you want a quickie or the full two minutes? Um, hmm. <laughs> don't do that uh i'm just kidding uh you fucking tell me i mean people that's one of the biggest things about this podcast is people like hearing people's backgrounds and where they started what they did young or whatever and then how they got into what they're doing so that's up to you um this thing's got to be over an hour long i'm assuming so you tell me all right we're so I was born in Wichita, Kansas, Wichita. Wichita. <laughs> okay. And uh, then at some point in life, we, my mom moved to Chicago, and um, she's she was a lawyer at the time. And um, then I like started my ballet career, and uh, I started off life as a pre-professional ballerina and I did that f until I was 15 and then I realized I was never going to make it never going to get out of studio company so um, when I was in eighth grade I had dropped out of eighth grade and uh, to pursue ballet full-time so um wait time, then, out, time out time out you dropped out of eighth grade yeah, I but dropped out of eighth grade. I didn't never know graduated. That was, I didn't know that was like a possible thing. <laughs> yeah, just walking to school one day and decided I didn't want to go back. So, so then I just started dancing full time. And was that uh, against against your parents' wishes? How did how the hell did that work out? Oh no, my uh, my I was like completely. Well, I mean, I was living in my mom's apartment, but uh very independent like mm -hmm. me and my sister both uh and um 
like she was just like yeah if ballet is your passion and that's what you want to do then you got to go do it always like really supportive and like that's like not like abnormal for like ballerinas at a young age like you you start dancing you know 12 hours a day every day for i mean since from the time you're little so it's not like abnormal for kids to be homeschooled or like do some type of schooling to pursue ballet because by the time you're 16 you should be like company so geez so i know nothing about this all i know is the word plie (laughs) yeah (laughs) i didn't even know you could be a professional quote-unquote ballerina so oh god yeah learn something new every day all right well yeah sorry to interrupt but go on so then um i was really i was a really good dancer but like ballerinas are like the highest level like the highest form of dance that there is and like you can only like it is pure perfection like you can only be one thing in order to be a ballerina like you have to have 180 degree ponche you have to be able to get over your boxes in second like there's all these things that you have to be able to do and like I couldn't do some of them so when I was like 15 I realized like I had like like a realization that I was never gonna make it pro and uh so then I went through kind of like this like crazy phase of just like finally being able to like experience life and do things outside the studio and like whatnot so i just like had a bunch of fun basically and then i was like you know i really want to graduate high school so um i couldn't do that in chicago so i moved back to kansas and my uncle owned like real estate there so he had some apartments and he let me stay in one of the apartments that he owned. And this school like allowed me, public school wouldn't, but private school allowed me to graduate within two years. So basically I did school from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And the teachers were amazing. Like they like really like believed in me and like wanted me to graduate and then they, they didn't, I didn't do any of the bullshit electives or like most people have their senior year off. That wasn't me. You know, I took like, I had an insane amount to do in two years, Mm -hmm. but I did that. I was super driven, like super dedicated to school and I graduated. And, um, then, (laughs) then I didn't like really like exactly know what I wanted to do in life. So I, um work like I wanted to work on farms and ranches so that's what I did was work on farms and ranches and that's what I wanted to do um and then I did that for like five years and then I had but it's kind of weird because I always wanted to mechanic too like but my you know like yeah I I never (laughs) want to say it because she's always going to bitch at me but Uh, My mom was not supportive of me wrenching like when I was in high school. I applied for UTI after high school and my mom went to the interview with me and she was like, no, like no way. Like you're not becoming a mechanic, even though like she's badass as fuck. Like my mom's insane. She's yeah, I'll talk a lot about her later, but she's (laughs) 
such she's like the most badass person ever but anyway she was like she's like no you you cannot you can make more of yourself like you can do better than that and uh, so I didn't do better than that but I like went to work on farms and ranches and uh like I totally love farming and ranching that's like why but anyway so <laughs> then I was like I want to go I want to get my bachelor's degree and um but I don't know what I'm going to go to school for because there's like nothing that interests me for four years. Um, and then I was like, well, I really want to be a diesel mechanic. And like basically on a couple of ranches that I had worked on, I was night calving and feeding and I was up every hour checking calves and like it was be four in the morning I'd be feeding it'd be negative 30 degrees out and like 7 a.m the mechanics would show up in the nice warm shop and like drink coffee <laughs> and I was like damn I chose like <laughs> I chose wrong <laughs> and they get paid more than me oh, yeah. so yeah so I was like well like no one like it was really hard to get the opportunity to wrench because like no one assumes that that would be something that I would be able to do, you know, yeah. like when, when something would break down, they wouldn't like call me, you know what I mean? Which rightfully so. I mean, I didn't know how to mechanic, but I like wanted to do it, but it was really hard to like find the opportunity to do it. So, um, I was a ranch hand. I was like, like always working for somebody else, never making any money and just like I loved the life of ranching but I like needed to like make I needed money like I just needed to do something yeah. where I could like afford a lifestyle so um I was like I was like so then I started looking at diesel schools and I like found a bunch of two-year places went and like looked at them in person and everything um and I was in Wyoming at the time working on a rant or actually I was working on a dairy farm, which is like super hardcore. I worked on four dairies. I'm like, that's like way more hardcore than farming or ranching. <laughs> yeah. No um, yeah. <laughs> so um, then I found Northern uh, Montana State University Northern and it was a four year and it was actually cheaper for all four years than like one two year school would be. Um, and I could get um, federal aid from a four-year university, whereas you can't from a two-year. And it was a bachelor's, not just an associate's. And they were like geared towards all of the like brands like Cat, Cummins, John Deere, um, Detroit. Like they worked on everything, which is also what I wanted to do. They did construction, ag, like, generators they did um locomotive engines so it was just like such a wide variety which is what i wanted i didn't want to just like focus on one thing because i didn't know what i wanted to do within diesel yeah so then um i applied there i got in i was wooey like a which is basically it's like almost in-state because there's an agreement between like idaho north dakota montana and wyoming of like since it's such a big state with very little universities they like do basically in state for the neighboring states hmm. so yeah and it was like the best decision ever 
like so then i got into diesel there i started working at a john deere dealership while i was in college and um graduated in three and a half years instead of four i did school all year round oh big badass i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um so what... not the normal response but yeah <laughs> so like i know you said they they focus on multiple different things is there something that you focused on there in college like deer cat yeah or... so like well at college i like i did focus mainly on like well, I focus on everything, but Cat and Cummins were like the two that I really wanted to learn the most about. Like Detroit, I didn't really, I mean, I wanted to learn about it, but just in their terms of their technology, but they were kind of like a dying breed. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I wasn't going to like pursue um, Detroit. And then the locomotives, I they're cool engines, but it just wasn't really something that I was like called to, you know, yeah, to work on. And, um, but I knew that I wanted to work on ag equipment because I wanted to stay within like the farm and ranch world. And, uh, that John Deere dealership had like the best reputation, um, <laughs> and the best group of guys. Sorry. I didn't mean to and... laugh sarcastically <laughs> or passive aggressively. <laughs> Past experience from your maybe, point of view. Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, I am so sorry. <laughs> You're so jaded in your yeah. age. Uh, yeah, grouchy old fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, so um, started working at that John Deere dealership, and it was kind of crazy. Like, while I was an intern, um, the combine mechanic at the time had, he left. Like, he, um, he quit, and so then... Like I decided like the best way for me to get a position in the shop would be for me to fill that role. So while they might not have been what I like wanted to work on, cause I wanted to do engines like mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I decided like for me to get a position and not be like, you know, the bitch anymore, like parts runner the and whatever. Return fucking inspector. Yeah. <laughs> that like I should fill those shoes. So I did that. I like, jumped right the fuck into being the full-time combine mechanic even though i was part-time but um and like it's something that no one wants to do so it was like you know i just like went for it and uh and it was awesome then i was the combine like tech and i worked super super hard at like knowing all things combines and at that shop like we did have techs like specialized techs i know at some shops like they don't do that they have mm -hmm. text for Everything. like you know you're yeah and i think that that's like better and like i don't think that they should be specialized but at this shop we were all very specialized like the combine person worked on combines the sprayer tech worked on sprayers tractors was tractors like and there was very little crossover like only the field techs were like they were required to know everything but the shop techs were they wanted the shop techs to be specialized like the go-to person for that hmm. and um so like that's what i did focused all my energy on combines and um got a position in the shop as a combine tech and then after college i started full-time there as a combine tech and yeah just gone from there hmm. interesting very interesting now as far as like, are you happy with that decision or do you wish you would have like 
maybe Cat could have been better or this company. Or are you glad well, that you went to John Deere? I always say I'm like a, like in my head, I'm like a cat tech stuck in a deer world because I would want to do that. But that's what my husband does. And like we decided we weren't going to work at the same place. And he's a cat guy. So what? Um, I, I didn't know he was a technician. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a fucking diesel mechanic, like what? hardcore. Man, next guest. Yeah, <laughs> dude, his he's fucking and his story is crazy. Like he's very very talented person, but um, that's good to know. Yeah, that's... so he he's crazy. Oh my god, him as a field tech, fucking crazy. But yeah, he he works for Cat, and um, so I don't work for Cat because of that reason. <laughs> but you. I'm like like I'm always studying like Cat, and like I'm always like like watching everything that I can and like I like yeah I follow a lot of cat texts um <laughs> and yeah so yeah I don't know maybe I would have worked for cat but I, I'm not I don't like hate or I mean I love working for deer so much just because of like the amount of forward thinking that they have and they're always thinking like five ten years ahead they want to be on the brink of all of the technology they want to set the standard so i like really love that about like about deer themselves yes and one thing that i will stand behind to this day and forever on service advisor is the best program there is out there in my yeah opinion. that's for sure i mean we got to use all of them at northern and yeah service advisor and then parts advisor is like the best ever like it's so much easier than anything else it's crazy like yeah. i didn't even think it was that great and then i like tried to use other ones and i was like oh my god same same yeah <laughs> what the fuck tried is to use this shit? i'm like what the fuck yeah i know like any of their like programming is it's like literally ancient technology mm -hmm. i'm like it's so weird because they're so like such an advanced company and yet they're like that is like so horrible. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> so let's talk about how long were you with this company? So the first deer dealership that I worked for, I was there for like two and a half years. Um, and then I went to, we moved and I went to another deer dealership and there it was really awesome. There were like, a ton of technicians it was really competitive there were like all of the technicians there were like very 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 good technicians like i don't even know how to say it I super text super tech. like fucking <laughs> super text um, and i'll go on yeah and then so there though they were not specialized like we had to work on everything like no one was allowed to be specialized like we weren't allowed to have like the one thing that we worked on. We were, we needed to be all, everybody needed to be able to work on everything. So there I got a lot of experience on planters, air seeders, um, track tractors, sprayers, like literally everything um, we had to be able to work on. So that was really great for me um, to like get some more experience. And like, then I felt comfortable on like all like I knew I was like, whatever equipment comes in, I'll be able to work on it. Like I'm not scared anymore. That's like, a, this is at your new company or the one that you're working for currently? 
No, that was at the last oh, place. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. So now I'm at another deer dealership because we moved again. Oh, and um, yeah, so I'm on my third one. And this one, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's a huge change from where I was working. I would call it more of like a garage. It's not really like a shop, but mm. um, and then they like, then I've pretty much been back on commons. And uh, then I started working on forage harvesters because they need a uh, like, lot more people on forage harvesters, which is definitely not something that I want to work on, but I've been like forced to work on them. So, so I are, do that. Are you strictly shop now or? Yeah, I'm strictly shop now, That's lame. but mainly because, yeah. So <laughs> at the last place, it was fucking weird, but they, so my manager wanted to put me in a truck, which I have zero problem with. I would want to be in the field. Um, but then he like, didn't, really send me anywhere like it was really i was like so why am i in a truck if i'm like here and then he i mean like i went on out on a couple emergency combine things which was like no big deal um and so like i don't really like i don't know what his whole like deal was but then um mainly i would do like on farms so i would go somewhere for like a week and stay in a motel and do on farms like mm. at the places that were way far away and inspect their machines and build parts quotes and work orders um and then fix all of them on site and um and so i guess like that was a good benefit of having a truck but like yeah i don't really it was kind of like I was like, so then he had everybody unload and he had me stay loaded in the winter. <laughs> and I was like, why? You don't send me anywhere. <laughs> like, what is the point of this? And I was just like, I like, it was so weird. I don't know why like that whole thing happened, but it was weird. I stayed loaded all year to get, never go anywhere. And he had all the other like super truckers, like, unload and like be in the shop for the winter and yeah so i mean like i went out on on calls in the winter or on um on farms in the winter did you at um, least get to take the truck home well i was at the motels when well, i was doing on farms i just so. meant, meant like through your regular week oh i don't know probably but i never did <laughs> god <laughs> I mean, I just like left it in my bay because it was basically like my toolbox. Yeah, I got you. And so it was like, yeah. I just like having um, my tools at home if I need oh, them. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, oh really? <laughs> you never know when you're going to need tools to work on your own shit, which I try not to do. Yeah, I've got a home set and a shop set. Oh, oh what do you fucking so. do? I'm just kidding. I do yeah, too. Yeah, but... you fucking part-timer. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... What are you, what, what all are you doing now? I should say. So now I'm working on like exclusively, basically, um, commons and forage harvesters. So you said your, your place now is kind of more like a garage type thing. Yeah. Is it a dealership though? Or is it? Yeah, it's a dealership, but oh, it's okay. like really small, I got which you. What... I didn't anticipate. Well, my, my first 
when I worked in ag out in California, our shop was kind of like a garage too. It was a dealership, but it was, it, the building was built in like 1948. Yeah. It was an international <laughs> harvester dealership forever. And then they became a deer dealership. So yeah, it was, it was garage, but yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Okay. So you're at a dealership. So do you have any of your certifications? Are you a advanced? I don't know how they do it now. Is it still advanced tech and master tech or what? So it's changed like three times since I've been a tech, but so we're actually, um, this last month they rolled out the new capstone program for ag. So we're now capstone just like construction would be on like, there's an X9 capstone engine with after treatment capstone, okay. like all blah, blah, blah. And then now there's, so it was advanced and master. Then it was, um, silver and gold mm -hmm. and gold was above a master like whatever so i became a master tech through deer and then now it's certified technician um it's mechanic is the first two levels and then the third level which would be master tech is now called certified technician no it's certified so, wrench i'm just kidding uh yeah <laughs> that's weird so do you, since you're a master tech technically do you have to start over or are I don't you... have to start over. Most of my classes transfer, but they oh, okay. added okay. a lot of classes. So um, there's only like, I don't know, a handful that I have to take, but they, um, yeah, I just have to take the ones that they added. Otherwise it all transfers. I got you. So I'll kind of want to jump back to college if you're okay with that. Yeah, for sure. Like we talked about before we recorded. Uh, I know you had listened to another podcast and they were, how, how did you say it? They were anti? No, they had a uh, fuck university um, podcast. Those totally bastards. Cool I agree in some regards to that. So <laughs> it wasn't in a negative way. I know the guys. So those bastards, those sons of bitches. I'm no, I. <laughs> uh, no i totally agree like to some level if if school is not your thing just don't fucking go like yeah. don't like don't force it don't think that just because you don't know what to do with your life or like you know your parents or whatever it is in your society like if school is not for you like just don't fucking go like it's not you just should not fucking force it yeah um but school is my thing. Like I, like when I was younger, when I was a little kid, like I said, I was really, really independent. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, like my sister and I, like we took ourselves like to and from school on the trains and, um, in Chicago and like, we were just, we were doing things by ourselves. And like my mom, she was often, she was always traveling and like she went to Ireland for a couple months and stuff. And like, we were just home, like it was normal and like, <laughs> so super yeah. independent. And like, I, I was young and I was like observing that like the only people in life who had choices were people with money. And I was like, well, the only way to get money is for somebody to either give it to you or you have to be smart enough to get it. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I'm not that fucking smart. So school has always been like something that I like really, really value in life. And I'm like very, very grateful for the opportunity to go to school whenever I do have that opportunity. I don't know if that's because I dropped out and like, you know, I kind of saw like, you know, people who went to high school versus me or like people who graduated eighth grade versus me. I don't know, but I like truly value education. Mm -hmm. And so like, like, yeah, basically like it's a, like it's a no brainer for me, but I know some people don't feel that way about college um, or university and like, they just like, like, but they still try and like force it. And I'm like, why? Like something <laughs> different with your life. Like don't go into this monstrosity debt for like no fucking reason. It just makes no sense to me. So, yeah. so what kind of advantages did you get out of it as far as like, cause you, you took other stuff too, besides like all of your. Yeah, stuff, right? it was awesome. So like, that's what I love about university is like, you get such a well-rounded education because that's the whole fucking purpose is yeah. like to be a well-rounded and, but I got to take like personal finance classes, business classes, business finance, accounting. Um, I just got to do like all of these different like things that I wouldn't have taken on my own. And they like greatly influenced like my, like, I don't know, ability to perceive the world. I would say like mm -hmm. the business classes really helped me focus on like a managerial perspective, like how I talk to managers and like their perspective on things. And so um, like, I just think having that like well-rounded, like, you know, taking classes that you wouldn't normally take, like um, it's just like, if you truly and like invest yourself in it, like you can gain a lot from it and uh, I don't know. It kind of like helped me just like see things through a different perspective, I guess I would say. Yeah. So how, how invasive was the actual like diesel program? How far did you get to get into stuff there? So Northern was really awesome because there was almost like there was very little wrenching. It was all Diag oh, okay. for four years. If you went for four years, it was purely diagnostics and it was so fucking deep. Like, and I mean, that school is like hyper focused on like diagnostics. And so it was awesome um, because we just like got to like, we didn't, I didn't like, we hardly touched tools. Basically the only thing we did tool wise is like run overhead sets. And then we, your very first and like engine class, you have to tear an engine down to the block, build it back up. And it has to start for you to be able to pass the class. Oh shit. So, and then they had a, tr a transmissions class, like in powertrains, we tore down some um, transmissions and some differentials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you do wrench a little bit, but it's not, you're not learning how to like wrench there. You're learning diagnostics and you you're doing that for every single manufacturer that they teach there. So it's like very hardcore. And um, the four years kind of like gives you like more time to do that. Like uh, from what I've heard, two year schools, they're more focused on like the actual wrenching. Mm -hmm. And it's just like so fast for a lot of people that they like, don't really like you know comp like get that much from it but in four years you can take it as far or as not far as you want to go basically but you have to be proficient in all of the platforms like sys insight ddeck 
surface advisor you have to you get tested on all of those really? so you actually get to learn all that stuff there yeah so like we have like that there um everybody's part like well i guess every all the manufacturers who want to be partnered yeah are partnered with the college and we learn on their stuff okay and uh so you get to like deeply you go deep into sets and insight oh my god like they ask you to find the most insane stuff and (laughs) you better be able to find it to pass the test and then it's really fun like college because we had like engine blow-ups and for like parties and stuff like (laughs) you know it was it was just really it was like it's super awesome diesel college in my opinion i had a fucking blast there like so in terms of like since diesel. you took since you took a engine diag well you did diagnostics I have a good one for you tell me if you could figure this one out so okay I uh, have a 15 liter Isuzu um, mm. three days light kept coming on on the monitor um, and went back and checked the codes and you know for three days it kept throwing low oil pressure codes and mm-hmm. now. It sounds like somebody's inside that motherfucker with a sledgehammer. <laughs> what do you think it is? Um, did you check the fucking engine oil level? <laughs> yeah, it's full. But when I took my fingers and cleaned it off, there was metal on it. So, Jesus Christ, you're fucking, <laughs> your fucking oil pump went out. You didn't do shit about it. And now you fucking rocked a fucking main bearing say... and like fucking just. Yeah. Let's just say we're one operator less now. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing an underhaul now. (laughs) No, we're doing a whole motherfucking engine. I ain't rebuilding shit. Um, Sorry. Totally sidetracked, but I thought it'd be good. Um, So (laughs) back to that. Sorry. Uh, You graduated with a 3.9 GPA. You are a bad motherfucker. That's all I got to say. Um, was that a pain in the ass to get and keep up? Fucking 3.98. I got two A minuses, motherfucker. <laughs> Such a, everything is A's and then there's two fucking A minuses and I get 3.98. So annoying. Um, and they were both in, one was in human resources because the teacher was, a, she was just like, no one should get an A. Like, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, she gave me a freaking A minus. And then the other one was in accounting and everybody in the class cheated and I didn't. And I got an A minus. And the teacher was like, I was the only one in class who knew anything. And she was like, I was like, these, these quizzes that you're having us do at home. I was like, they're, they're incorrect. Like there's some discrepancy here. I don't know. And she's like, well, everybody else is passing them. And I'm like, you aren't you're actually an idiot like (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah because everybody's cheating on them like duh but anyway um yeah it was a it was an insane amount of work but i didn't want to i didn't want to fuck it up i didn't i was paying for school i was literally my other full-time job was applying for scholarships um getting grants oh yeah 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 um, You, you wanted to talk about that you got through college you were done with college and it was paid off correct something like that yeah i graduated debt free i paid for it the whole time like every semester i paid it off and 
So I had no college debt when I graduated. Can I say, I am, I, I don't even really know you personally, but I'm super proud of you. That's freaking, that's badass. Like, not Thank only you, did dude. you freaking get through it with almost a 4.0, paid that shit off. And I mean, you got all these stupid people. I, I've got $90,000 in, in debt. I shouldn't have to pay for it. Don't yeah, even get I me know. started on it's that so shit. In, it's, oh, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, and then, like, people who get, like, 70 grand into debt and they, like, don't, like, know what they want to do or, like, they don't have, like, you know, if you're going to get that far into debt, you should know, like, okay, I'm getting paid $500,000 a year after this. Like, I mean, like, I just don't understand, like, the whole, like, I guess the thing with me was school. I had a, I had a hardcore goal and I had an intention when I went and, like, I wasn't going to let anything like stand in the way of that. Like I had already done all my partying, like before I went, I mean, I went to college like older than most kids go, you know? Mm -hmm. So like uh, I wasn't in like the party phase when I went to college and I had already got that out of my system and I was like extremely focused and I knew what I wanted. And I like, you know, I wanted a 4.0, like, I'm disappointed that I didn't get that, but, um, like, but I, it was an extreme amount of work, and, like, you know, it was, but I graduated, I worked in the field that I was going to college for, I graduated debt-free, and I work in that same field now, and so I feel like I kind of, like, really did what I was supposed to do in that regard. Jesus, hell yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I kind of want to, before we go further into all this shit, I know you lived in, you lived in Europe, right? Yeah. Where yeah, I lived in. What, so t- let's talk about that. Cause it's kind of, I'm, I'm curious about it. So what made you want to do that? Yeah. So when I was, um, how old was I? I don't even remember how old I was, but, um, so the other part of the story is like, I'm dyslexic. Oh, like no really shit. Really bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So when I went, so I was like not doing very well in school when I was little and my mom like took me to get tested and um, I think I was in seventh grade and I had the like writing ability of a third grader and like the spelling ability and then like the math ability of like a a second grader or something. Like I was very far behind and uh and the lady who was testing me, she told me I would never learn another language. So my mom and I like both looked at each other like instantly. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm learning another fucking language. So <laughs> um, when I wasn't, so those, when I was a uh, freshman sophomore year, um, during the summer, I went. I actually went overseas to Spain and went to university there. Um, like so college is called high school there and university is like college but so college Hmm. um in spain is high school so i went to like a college there and i didn't do an exchange i just went there as like a student and um and then then i was like fully immersed and like then when I had done that, when I was working on farms and ranches, most of that, well, some of them that I went and worked for were actually overseas. 
Okay. So I stayed in um, Spain for like nine months working on farms and ranches. And then I went to Germany for like three months on farms and ranches and dairies. So, um, yeah, but based, so my family is like, like my mom, she was always going over to Europe. Uh, we were like, like my family's very international, I guess you would say. And so it wasn't like weird for us to go overseas. Hmm. So we went like across the pond all the time. And, um, when I was 19, um, I like, didn't really have anything going on in life. I had $700 to my name. So I bought a one-way ticket over to Europe and then stayed there for a while and like hopped country to country and, like did that for a long time and then I eventually got like my visa ran out and I was like like I was traveling in the most sketchy ways ever and so then I like <laughs> got scared and tucked tail and ran home to the U.S. And so you are bilingual correct? Yeah I'm and bilingual. What uh, languages can you speak? Well I'm like pr Spanish is like the main one and then um, German, when I was there, I learned a bunch of German. I don't like hardly, I, there's no one who I speak German with over here, but when I was there, it was crazy because I was there for three months. For some reason, I'm like good at picking up languages. This lady got it like all wrong. Like I can like go into a country and like start picking it up right away. And so by the time I left, I was like talking to all of these people, like in German and they had no idea I was American. Like they had no idea. And like Jeez. when I was in Spain, no one had any idea I was American either. They all thought that I was like, like from there. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause I like got the accent so good. Like, yeah, but their ling the German language is crazy. I, that you can say yes. And it sounds like, yeah, it's so weird. So when you don't speak German, you like, that's how it sounds. And then mm -hmm. when you do speak it, the females, they talk so softly. It's like the craziest thing ever. Like <laughs> when you know what they're saying, it's like they speak so softly, but hmm. when you don't understand it, it sounds all fucking weird. I gotcha. Well, that's pretty cool. You got quite the story for sure. You wild. <clears throat> uh... <laughs> I try. I don't know. I just love living like life. I just try and go for it. Whatever I do, I'm like all in. Yeah, for sure. No, that's cool. Um, uh, I really don't want to talk about tools, but, Ooh. uh, you know, I, I talked to a guy yesterday and he said, I know you hate talking about tools, blah, blah. It's like, no, I don't hate talking about tools. I just don't like talking about the same thing. It gets repetitive. Um, my boy, Wade Bodie, you know who that is, correct? Mm -hmm. He posted some new pliers on his story or Instagram. I don't remember what it was. And they were Nipex. Mm -hmm. You call them Nipex, correct? Oh, yeah. So there's a guy I follow on Instagram. And he does home remodeling. And he was showing how to do some plumbing or whatever. And yeah. he was using Nipex channel locks and he's like yeah i used my knipex <laughs> and i don't know why but it it hurt me inside a little bit you know what i mean yeah knipex <laughs> and 
So that was like a pet peeve thing that I told Wade that like that's going to be a tool topic. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I just was like, you kind of just, I'm not going to follow you no more just because of that. Yeah, we always joke about it. We're like Nipex, Knips, like what's yeah. the? <laughs> I've always known them as Nipex. Nipex, yeah, that's what they are. But no, he <laughs> pronounced the and Nipex. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough about that. But uh, you, do you, would you like to talk tools? Do you got anything you would like to input on this this uh, this subject? Yes. Okay. Let's turn tool talk positive. And you young fucking technicians out there, don't like be as jaded and cold towards tools as Colton. He's been in it mm -hmm. for 16 fucking years. Like tools are going to be a little old. <laughs> yep. So you young people who are trying to be decent mechanics, you can, you have to like have an obsession with tools. You got to love them because you're going to invest so much money into them. And like, you just, you if you're gonna be a diesel technician that's just how the fuck it is <laughs> so anyway yeah i have some tool stuff so um basically don't be an idiot like me when i was first getting into diesel i didn't know like whether snap-on or mac was better or whatnot so i got snap-on standard wrenches and mac metric wrenches worst decision i've ever made in my life like if you're gonna get wrenches metric and standard go with one fucking brand <laughs> um they're the same like i cannot tell any difference between the two so either one is fucking fun the dip why i say that is because they're different angles and so when you go to double wrench something it's really fucking annoying because they're not <laughs> the same degree offset and yes. it's like why did i do this to myself like <laughs> Okay, and then on uh, for brand specific stuff, if you go with Snap-on, you got to get their wobble sockets. They're the best. Um, even like gray pneumatics wobble sockets suck in comparison to Snap-on. I have all I have a lot of gray pneumatic sockets and I love them except the wobbles. Uh, Snap-on has these hydraulic crescent wrenches. They're fucking tits. They're like. And you have to ask specifically for the hydraulic ones. They're not just like a regular crescent wrench. Um, they have these really long, like thin, tapered, like noses on their fucking tits. Hmm. Uh, you got to get the PWZs. Um, you got to get their line wrenches. And then if you're going to get torque wrenches, you can't get anything but Snap-on's tech angles. No. Um, wrong? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, I don't, I don't use them enough now to where i need to spend crazy amount of money on snap on i just have a plain old gear wrench you know three eighths and half inch and they work perfectly fine for what i'm doing yeah like fucking clearers they're like i mean torque wrenches is torque like they're good mm -hmm. um yeah i'm so fucking anal about torque and like then i have to do a lot of like torque with turn and yeah. so i love like a good tech angle of course. but um yeah so then with hammers i went with mac and yes they have like you. a mini sledge and mm -hmm. it's, i have a three pound mini sledge by mac it's my favorite hammer of all time like i absolutely love it but Snap-on makes amazing hammers too. <laughs> um, and then if you buy a bunch of shitty tools in the beginning it doesn't matter because you're going to use shitty tools and nice tools, like no matter what, like if you 
like there's never been a tool that I've bought that I like haven't used honestly except for some really like weird pliers that I bought because I thought like mechanics needed a bunch of pliers and it turns <laughs> out you only need like five pairs of pliers yes. but like my shitty tools that I started with like even though I have all really nice tools now like I still I cut my shitty ones up when I need to like I still use them all the time so like if you need to start somewhere like it doesn't matter no matter what you're going to use them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I one thing I do appreciate from you is you do your little videos and stuff you know like this tool or that tool and your last one was pretty good i thought it was funny especially since you <laughs> called me out um yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah i mean it, it i appreciate that i i i'd like to do more stuff like that but where do i find the time yeah like and like i don't know just like all, everybody's like everyone's at a different place where they're at with tools and like for some people it's useful and some it's not and then you got to deal with the people who are like like this 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 it's like dude shut the fuck up i don't like i don't care milwaukee milwaukee yeah so when i posted a fucking video of like my snap on three quarter that took a shit some fucking person messaged me and they were like it's called milwaukee and they sell them everywhere whatever and i was like you fucking idiot i have a milwaukee three-quarter like i don't need <laughs> to get another one like i have two three-quarters i'm good like <laughs> so i people are so crazy i'm about to drink the kool-aid i think um because my resident used I, I couldn't get a bolt loose i can't remember what it was with my half inch Mac, which I think it's getting a little tired anyway, so it's probably time to retire it. Um, I hit that thing, I used it, and it's it just like smoothly took the bolt out, and I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was like, What? Okay, okay, I might drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> I was kind of blown away by it, and then oh, he, the busts out, he busts out this one inch gun, and I'm like, No fucking way. Yeah, he definitely drinks the Kool-Aid, but he's got some badass stuff. And I'm like, okay, you you win. You win. Yeah. But. I mean, Milwaukee, they just fucking went for it, like, insane. Like, they, like, flooded the market. Like, I mean, there was, like, no comparison, you know? Like, yeah. anytime somebody took out, like, a snap-on impact 3 ace, I was like, you straight up can't use that on these machines. They don't hit hard enough. I'm sorry. Like, you've got to use something more powerful. Yeah, and one thing i got to <laughs> say, though, Milwaukee, if you're listening... Your packouts are just plastic boxes, okay? They're <laughs> why the fuck are they $139 for a goddamn packout box? They're insanely expensive. Yeah, it's retarded, but I cuz I I, I want to get some packouts for my truck, but I also want to get a nice rolling packout for my podcast equipment cuz sometimes I do mm-hmm. travel and I'm like I'm not spending $100 on a box <laughs> yeah i know like i got pack out for my electrical stuff um and it's awesome but i like i i got like the the half size mm-hmm. shit and it was mm-hmm. like 45 bucks a fucking deal and i was just like i think this is like the most expensive organizer that i own yeah 100 and some bucks for get one at harbor freight an organizer for- Get one at Harbor Freight for seven ninety nine or whatever it is. <laughs> Does the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I love you, Hobo and, Freight. Yeah, I'm. I have a lot of tools from Harbor Freight that I actually really love. Like, 
they do some, I mean, they they have some stuff that they do really well on. So, I mean, they have some stuff that's just total garbage, but yep. so do all the other brands. But I'm sure we're not talking about something that somebody wants to talk about or they disagree. And you know what? That's their problem. But sorry, tool talk is not not my thing. I will talk yeah. to them when somebody has a good, like you, you had some good topics. But uh, I don't know. What what shall we talk about now? I mean, uh, how about this? Uh, let's go back to your career and all this stuff. So who who influenced you, you know, to uh, do what you're doing or your career? So, um actually to wrench like my my brother he influenced me a ton uh into wanting to be a mechanic like he's he's not a mechanic but he's he was really into like into vehicles and he's really he's naturally talented at everything which is so annoying but (laughs) he was super into um like like vehicles and uh I don't know. I guess I always wanted to be like my brother and I like, he was a huge influence on me. And then, um, my mom is like such a fucking badass. Like she's a lawyer, but she was a dancer too. She was a ballerina. And then, um, she became a lawyer when she had my twin and I, and she had a four year old. My brother was four. She passed the bar on her first attempt which is like unheard of while she had fucking twin babies (laughs) um she's in fact she's so intelligent like every that's like the first thing everybody says to me about my mom is like the first thing they say is how beautiful she is because she's insanely beautiful and then they're like and your mom is so smart and like she is like and but she also is extremely strong and she did everything like she raised like we would always live in apartments and she would fix them which is like how she got rent cheaper Hmm. so like she raised the ceiling 14 inches in one place that we live she would completely gut bathrooms like redo them all do all the tiling um she did everything like we never had somebody out to do anything she would do the plumbing if we had electrical issues like she would be doing it so when i was like growing up it just wasn't weird you know like she always did everything um she was beautiful she was smart she was hard working as fuck like my mom works (laughs) insanely hard and then she did it all so she was like i guess that was like my biggest influence in life was her and i don't even think she like knows that really because i don't even think like she really appreciated how like fucking awesome that was all like while being a single mom is like insane um so she had a big impact on like the woman that i am today and like people think like i don't know i still get weirded out that people like don't they're like oh like you know like i don't know they think it's weird that i'm in this field or something and but it was never weird for me growing up like it was always like everyone like she had to do everything and so i just saw that you know and um yeah and then like i guess today in life um i guess like with instagram which is like kind of strange to talk about but (laughs) like 
I was like really into wrenching. Like I was like super passionate about it. And, um, but like everybody, every, like a lot of people, it's just a job, you know, like turning wrenches is a way to make a living and it pays pretty decent money and like it's it's a job and but i like once i found like ravenlock's page he was like truly passionate about it and he like really showcased his passion about it and that like really inspired me to like showcase my passion about wrenching and then like instagram like really like kind of like all the pages that i started following on there was like just you know like wrenching pages and Mm -hmm. it like really like inspired me there's this one guy brayton that i follow um he's like a precision diesel tech machinist and like i just like really like value that um and like it's just so different from people's typical perspective of like a dirty wrencher you know it's like the world is like diesel world is so much different than that and yeah and then like kt um 3406e his fucking videos like are insane and like super badass and uh when i was like first getting into it abe's videos and like just like everything the whole picture machining tooling wrenching welding like loved all of it hell yeah so i know you don't really want to focus on this but this kind of has to do with social media um you know, you're a female in the trade, obviously. Uh, something that I find super cringy is a lot of these females that are in trades. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like they sexualize the trade. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I, totally get your, agree. I get you work on Chevy diesel Duramax, but you don't have to pose in a bikini next to it. I just something about it makes me cringe. And I've noticed with your Instagram and stuff like that, you don't do any of that stuff. You separate the two. Yes. And that's my entire intention is like, okay, so, um, I find it super fucking cringe to like sexualize the trade that I'm in. Like, um, and not like they can do whatever the fuck they want. I have no, like, you know, but just for me personally, like, it's my fucking job and like it's not sexy like my job is not fucking sexy like um so when i first like got into instagram like hardcore okay like no one follows me i'm not like a fucking i had like 450 followers and like i fucking yeah so i'm not an influencer by any means but i like really like wanted to showcase what I did and then like my job wanted to showcase what I did too for like their like uh, advertising or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so then I was like purely focused on like I just want to show what I do and my trade and my skill with like literally zero anything like just super like pg because yes like girls like female they just you don't have to you don't have to do that like i don't know but it's yeah and so (laughs) it was like that and then so then something with the company happened and they like basically like shut me down in a way like they were like we love we see what you're trying to do and we like it but like um 
like, but this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And then I got like super scared. I was like, oh, like, oh, I didn't know like anything could be perceived in a bad way, blah, blah, blah. So then I went private and then now I just am myself. Like, I don't, I'm not like trying to rep anybody or like do, I'm just like purely myself and like, so but basically the two worlds for me are totally separate like some people have been like oh well you should like do modeling like with diesel i'm like fuck no um that is my job like i'm not (laughs) doing that like um i love to have fun with modeling and like it's if i could do something it would be model full-time but that's not how like the cards were dealt for me and uh so i love to be able to do it like when i can but i'm not going to combine the two like ever it's just not me that's not my style and i i it really like i really wish that like females in the trade would showcase their talent more Mm -hmm. than look at me i'm cutting down a tree i'm gonna wear a skimpy outfit while posing next to the cut down tree i don't it just drives me nuts <laughs> it, it drives me f- yeah i like it uh, it's very bothersome but they're the girls who are popular on there so i mean yeah. i guess whatever works like you know so i'm actually it, i'm gonna you had a question on your questionnaire that it's directed towards me but i'm actually going to mm-hmm. use it on you because we're talking about this stuff but I don't know if you get any negative reactions or anything, but how do you deal with, you know, negative reactions and stuff online when it comes to this stuff? Well, like, see, that's the thing, like, why I would want to know, like, from, like, somebody with more, cause, so every once in a while I get, like, something that's negative or whatever, and, like, I just block the person, like, delete whatever, and like move on with my life because I think like they have something mental wrong with them. Like, (laughs) and so like, I just kind of like move on, but I, like I said, I'm not like an influencer. I have like, I don't have very many followers. So, um, but I still get messages like, you know, and so I don't know how like somebody who is an influencer would like handle like all the negative that they get, even though there's more good most of the time, like, the negative ones can like affect you worse so like me i don't deal with them like i like delete and block and like disassociate and like move on with my life yeah. but i don't know how somebody would like who has to deal with it all the time would like deal with it you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I imagine you get creepers too yeah and i don't even like i mean <laughs> there's like i don't know how anybody would handle that on a larger platform too because i don't even open the messages or whatever but there's a there are like there is that too yeah i i get those all the time like obviously it's a brand new profile and the name on it's like chuck and it's a picture of a woman and like hey <laughs> hey cutie it's like go no <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the time and then you know i get a lot of spam having a quote unquote business page for the podcast, a lot of spam, like people trying to sell me stuff or promote here and whatever. I just delete it all because it's fake. Yeah. I'm not that special. I don't have like very many spam. You, you about (laughs) to get a lot of followers just so you know. Um, shit. So I know you, you nerd out about diesels. Like what's, I shouldn't say diesels. Well, I, 
is it diesel engines that you're nerd about or is it like the whole machine? What's your favorite thing to do? You know, what's your favorite part of this job? So, um, new technology is probably like what I would say my favorite part about the job is, but like if I could rebuild engines all day, that's what I would do. Like hands down, like I love engines and like that is a hundred percent. If I could do that, like all the time, that's what I would do. But like in terms of like the different, so I got to see, um, across like all the different manufacturers when I was in college. And so just like studying the differences between them and like who uses what and why like cat engineers versus deer engineers, for example, on engines and just like cat has their own way of doing things like they're they're their own world and i like to like kind of like get into their world as well and see how they do things versus like how we do things yeah for sure and um like john deere just came out with the 13.6 and the 18 liter engine and i've been studying those insanely um but i also love variety like i love the variety of what we do so i love learning more about machining I love learning more about welding. I love like how those two come together with fabrication. So I study a lot of that, even though I don't get to do a lot of machining anymore, like welding, I get, you know, I have to do uh, for the job. And so, yeah, I just kind of like, I don't know. I was, and I would say that for a new person in the field as well. Like anytime an intern comes in, I'm like, okay, like, um, that doesn't really know anything like not a not yeah. a like seasoned tech who's like been working on their own stuff or mm. like been around it all their life um or a mechanic i guess you would say but like just the new person who comes in and like doesn't know anything i'm like okay so what do you study like after work like what are what do you what are the textbooks that you're reading like what are the you know who what industries are you looking into and studying their information and when they say they don't do that like it kind of like bothers me in a way because i'm like okay (laughs) you're going into this industry and you haven't done it before you have to put in twice to three times the amount of work that somebody who's in this industry is doing yeah like that's just my perspective on it like you you've got to put in the work if you're going to come into being like into the trades because this is like a life, like you will never learn everything about this trade, even if you are in it every day and you study it every day, like technology is moving so fast, like you've got to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to be like invested if you're going to be good. And um, so, yeah, I guess like that's kind of how I would say, like I nerd out about diesel. <laughs> I got you. So I kind of want to jump off of what you were just talking about as far as like new guys. And I want to talk about like recruiting, you know, versus mm-hmm. retaining the technicians, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. It's hard everywhere. Even, even with going into a recession, blah, blah, blah. Um, recruiting guys. Are you having a hard time? Oh God, it is. It's horrible. Honestly, like we went from, really just like kind of picking techs to 
hiring five people and hoping one is slightly yeah. okay. Yeah, the shortest straw type thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's we're having a really hard time finding technicians. Yeah. No, I will not move there. It's too cold. Um, it's 95 degrees today what are you talking about (laughs) winter winter uh (laughs) what about like retaining the technicians i i kind of want to know a few things like you know what do you want as a technician you know like to keep yourself happy money and training hands down yeah like i money and training that's like i'm in this field because of money and uh that's why i do what i do because yes i love diesel um but it's my job and uh i that's like i want to make more money and then i want to be able to have as much training you know like because technology is moving so fast and that's how i stay engaged like involved like that's how i get um, motivated is like by being able to like work on what's out there and so those are the two things for me and then like obviously everything like benefits and stuff that comes with it are nice but yeah so uh training i back when i was an ag technician training was kind of stupid in my opinion it was really annoying because i'd go to these trainings let's just say i went to a a combine class S six ninety or something. Let's we'll throw that out there. Uh the end of the day or test day, they uh <clears throat> excuse me. Um we'd take the test and the guy'd be like, Okay, let's go over this all together. And so I'm like sitting there like, is he doing this so we can change our answers and get a hundred percent? How how are we doing this? And one thing I appreciated when I left the ag side and went to the construction side, you actually had to take a goddamn test and pass, you know, you had to get a 80 or higher. And that, that really made me appreciate the, the classes better. But if there's anything that you would want to change training wise, is there anything that you would change? Um, honestly, like, I am like, I guess I'm glad to be in like higher level trainings now Yeah. because like if honestly, like if the student isn't going to take it seriously, like they just hold the rest of the class back and like, I don't need to be in a class with like someone who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So it's like, stop wasting my time, like stop wasting everybody's time. And, uh, so yeah, but any time that can be, like, higher level or, like, actually towards something, like, being a master tech, you know, like, means something. And it's not just, like, anybody can pass the class. Like, yeah. anytime they can put a higher value on it, it's more worth it to me. That's I enjoyed the Cummins training. I got certified on the 15-liter Cummins. And, hmm. you know, like, they give you hints throughout the class of, like, this might be on the yeah, test, you know. Which but, is fine they're they're expecting a high level within the um on engine live testing so yeah i just it just didn't seem like when i did testing or you know took my classes on the ag side you could do terrible but at the end they wanted to go over it so you could pass it 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, shit, I've been to so many different schools. Like, everywhere's done it so differently. And, like, like, I guess, like, that was, like, what I liked differently between, like, the private school that I went to versus the public. Like, um, like, they made you learn. Like, you, it's not just, like, skating by. Like, you had to know the information and. Yeah. Well, that's how it is on the construction side. I mean, you had to fucking pay attention you know yeah i always like that too like construction always from like my perspective is like they've always like i don't know if they've always had capstone but it always seems way more structured than the ag side like the ag side's like like we don't know what we're doing and like construction's like no you have to be certified or capstone on this piece of equipment to work on it yeah and i definitely appreciated it you know more but there was times where I'm just like, this is stupid. Uh, I know this. I know how it works. And I just get really bored in classes. And I wish yeah. there was a way to change it. And, you know, I, I think the instructor is a big part of that as well. How good they're actually teaching versus sounding mm-hmm. like a clown. Uh, so, I mean, there's different ways to look at it, I guess. Yeah, tons of different learning styles. And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, if you're in a basic class and you're higher level or like you know what's going on i mean it is like it is really hard to like give a fuck about the class you know (laughs) yes but i have really bad adhd i guess is the or add i don't know what it's called but i have a really hard time focusing i'm very hands-on so Mm -hmm. if i could do a complete hands-on class that would be badass (laughs) yeah yeah northern was great for that we'd have like four hour labs and like we were just expected to like work on the engines you know that's cool and uh yeah i i like i loved the labs like so much because everybody else just fucked off and like made all these excuses but me i was like i for some reason i was always like solo on my projects and uh um i was like yes i get four hours to just completely focus on nothing but this like and it was awesome like i just like felt like i just like delved right into it and loved it cool yeah but uh so you have a topic here um i i guess you were like uh if we talk about we or we do we don't whatever but what life looks like after diesel i guess is are you like after diesel tech development is that what you're wanting to discuss no like when like i mean everybody's body like i mean like life after diesel you know like if you don't retire in this field or like you stop wrenching Mm. like what the fuck do you do after that you know oh you mean like next like position at work type thing yeah like yeah if you don't retire at 65 wrenching you know like what the fuck do you do you know it's tough yeah. it's I, I don't know that's like one thing about retention that i wish more in like more like managers and like like um whatever industry i don't know what the fuck dealerships yes. would focus on is like career development as a diesel mechanic like okay if we want to stop wrenching at 35 like what do we you know like can we go into a a technical role that doesn't involve us like turning heavy wrenches, but 
involves like you know and like within a shop most of the like sometimes you know you have like maybe a shop foreman and then maybe like a service manager and like that's it like who yeah. the fuck wants to do that i don't want to do that unless you're like, becoming the general manager or something yeah and then like those positions like our service manager has been there for like 24 years or something like yeah there's not a whole lot of room for advancement like i wish more companies would focus on like okay after you're done turning wrenches we have these opportunities for you in like advice like in these roles like that you know like so we can we can keep you here and we can like keep developing but you don't have to like turn wrenches every day like you know if your body breaks down or like you don't want to turn wrenches anymore like what do you do you yeah. know no it's uh, the the other issue with it is you know as a technician you make really good money you know especially if yeah. you're in the field and usually it's a lateral move if you get into management or you lose money you know yeah um it's tough and i don't know how to explain it you know and i think that's one thing you know people are trying to recruit guys you got to give them like i don't know what's the word i'm looking for you know you're like oh this is a great great company you want to come work here but we don't know what you want to look forward to <laughs> and yeah. it'd be nice to kind of have that that cuz i like i had that talk with my boss not too long ago I, you know i work for a smaller company there's not very, very much room to grow. You know, there's not many positions. And I, t I asked him straight up, I'm like, I'm trying to plan for my future. Is there room yeah. to grow with this company? And he was like, yeah, he was like, I knew that that was going to come. He's like, there definitely, <laughs> there definitely is room to grow. Um, so that kind of made me feel better, but yeah, sometimes, you know, you're looking for a career and I, I want to know what I can do next type thing. I wanted, yeah. when I worked for the big deer, deer dealership, um, I wanted to be an instructor. I thought I'd be really mm -hmm. good at it. I love teaching people new things. And That's crazy. Cause you like hate class, but you like love teaching. That's I cool. hate class, but like I will take a new guy and take him under my wing and show him because I've been in his shoes, you know, um, mm -hmm. when I turned 18 and worked my first job, I did, I knew how to change brakes and oil, you know, and my boss straight up showed me everything. So I love passing that on. And, you know, I lost my train of thought on what I was going for there. Um, <laughs> being an instructor for deer? Yeah. Oh, there you or go. Sorry. Yes. I totally lost my train of thought. But, you know, when the upper management's telling you, well, you know, you're too valuable in the field for us to let you pursue that. But then you have a meeting with them. What is that quarterly meeting? And they tell you, we want to help you grow in this, this, this company. It's like, well, you just fucking shut me down <laughs> for something yeah. I want to do. It just makes no sense. But yeah, if, I mean, I, maybe that's one thing, you know, with these young people trying to get into a trade, like this great company, there's room to grow. This is where you can grow, blah, blah, blah. That might help them, you know persuade them to come over as well oh yeah because like even the big company that i worked for they wanted techs to be techs so bad like they never really like demonstrated what opportunities like it was almost like hidden in a way like the what we could do after and like work for the more corporate side of the company because 
there were like local dealerships, but then there was the company was so huge. Like there was also like a corporate aspect to it and just like the opportunities that we would have, or like that techs have there for growth. But like, yeah, I mean, with the smaller ones, it's like, there's no, like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go to a desk job. Like I would, everyone thinks that I am some like, you know, when they first see me, they're like, oh, like she must, like work in an office or something but <laughs> i would not last for two fucking weeks one because i'm so fucking foul-mouthed that like <laughs> i couldn't do the whole office thing like i get sent to hr like in the shop like i can't even imagine like what would happen in an office environment i would you get would sent to good. hr in the shop yeah twice already are you fucking serious i'm fucking dead ass serious dude like the first time was because uh this guy was like being like whatever and um i was like oh it's not your wife's dick don't take it so hard and like lot literally like an hour later i got called in the hr's office about that was he a younger <laughs> guy or older guy he was a younger guy oh there you go yeah and then the other time was like for that fucking deal why they like raided my fucking instagram page was like i didn't even talk like say the dude's name or anything like i was just like oh like this is retarded and then had no association to anybody it was just like the thing the thing that he was working on and yeah i guess it like really pissed him the fuck off so HR had like an hour talk with me about social media and <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, guys are such fucking pussies. Like, oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress, yeah. Uh, damn, I, we're already at an hour and 22 minutes. This is a good one. Damn. Um, I know you had some questions for me. Uh, shall we? I guess. Yeah. Um, if you are into it. Sure. Okay. So like, I know like you started on the ag side, like did something like draw you to the ag side or like, was it just like for a job or like what, how did you like start on ag and then move to construction? Um, starting out in ag, I didn't even know, like, I knew that there was mechanics for tractors, but I didn't know anything about it. And the girl I was dating at the time that I started, her brother was a service manager for the deer dealership. And I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't realize this was like a whole community thing. And uh, it kind of just went from there. You know, I was kind of gung ho on getting in and starting a different career and learning about this stuff. And I was a damn lawnmower, <laughs> lawnmower and compact guy for the first few months. And I was down for it. You know, I was, I was loving it just cause it was so easy and I was learning new things. But, uh, <clears throat> when I switched to construction, it wasn't like I was tired of it and wanted to try something new. It was, I was wanting to move and get out of the state of California and uh i had always wanted to work for the company that i went to work for and i just was like uh -huh. i'm gonna go on i think it was indeed or something and 
see what they got available. And they had a bunch of field tech positions open. So I just for the hell of it, it was like a Monday and I just applied, you know, send them my resume and they called me Wednesday. Oh, holy shit. And I had an over the phone interview right, right then and there. And I think I was working, I was working on a machine. I think it was like a 60, 30 checking the <laughs> AC or something. And, you know, I'm doing an interview over the phone and they're like, what are, what are some of like, what can you do? I'm like, honestly, if you give me something to do, I can do it, you know, and not knowing anything about construction. <laughs> <laughs> That's so badass. And they shit, I was out and had an interview and they offered me a job. And, and then once I got to construction, I was like, well, I made a mistake. I didn't like it. And like I said, in my first podcast, I think it was, I, I left after a year, I think, and went back to ag and uh didn't like the company so i went back to construction and when i went back to construction i really wanted to like fucking put my nose down and work and learn and that's real where i really got an appreciation for it and uh i really enjoy construction better than ag now so it was awesome it wasn't because i hated it i would work on ag again if i had to but it's just such a better life in construction. It's heavier, obviously, but it's just, I love it so much better. Service advisors, easier to navigate, you know, it's just way different, but the same. Yeah, it's so crazy how, like, ag and construction for deer is two completely separate worlds. Like, they don't even allow you to, like... Yeah. The only thing, like, skid steers are, like, what there's some crossover on. And, like, yeah. otherwise, like... There is zero, like, you know, chain, like, interchanging between the two. And uh, it's crazy how they're, like, such separate worlds. Yeah, and sometimes, like, when I worked for the construction deer dealer, you know, since I had the ag background, I would get sent out on ag machines sometimes. And I kind of (laughs) forgot how to work on them, you know, because they had so, ag has so many controllers compared to a construction machine. So I think the one machine that's in construction that has a lot of controllers is a, like a motor grader because they have six-wheel drive. They have all kinds of stuff, monitor, um, but still way less than, let's say, a combine, which has, what, 32 controllers all together? Yeah, a new one. They have yeah. like because you yeah, got moisture you know. sensors and clean grain elevator sensors and all that shit. And, yeah, it's just I'm glad to be away from it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's, like, what I always think of is, like, you know, ag, we play, like, hardly on the dirt, like, just scratch the surface and, like, construction, y'all play in the fucking dirt. It's, like, so much heavier. Like, <laughs> try try working in a know? landfill underneath of a track machine. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the best. But, you know, I, I had a lot of good times working on ag, and I really enjoyed, you know, learning, and it, there was times where... You know, I'd be out in the field and didn't know a goddamn thing about these machines and have to sit there and read wiring diagrams and, you know, get my ass kicked by a 9330 because it has a broken wire on the back of the cab and it kills all the controllers, you know, and it's just yeah, good times, but got my face slammed into a windshield because of that before. (laughs) (laughs) Did the tractor shut off or something? There's a, a wire junction power wire junction in the bottom right corner or bottom left corner and the wire that feed fed that junction was broken internally 
So if you made a left turn just right, it would kill all the power to the controllers and the machine would shut down. Well, what happens when a machine shuts down? The park brake yeah. engages. Yeah, and, and you fucking go slamming towards the fucking windshield. Mashing across the field with the chisel plow and freaking it shut off. And yeah, I went flying. Should have been wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, that's like on the when the hydro pumps go out mm-hmm. on fucking combines. And oh, yeah. it obviously kills the whole entire machine and park brake engages. And yeah, I like one customer called me and he's like, literally like shaking he was like i don't know he's like i just almost died <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> what else you got um okay so what do you what are you feeling okay i have more questions but do you want a question do you want to wrap it up like what you, are you do feeling? whatever you want this like... is a podcast for everybody to listen to i'm sure people like hearing about me or vice versa so I, I'm okay. completely fine with whatever we do. Okay. Um, I have a couple more. I have like two more questions for you. The okay. first one is, have you ever worked with a female tech before? Um, man, that's a tough one. I really don't think so. I, off the top of my head, I don't remember. Um, the only female that I really worked close with was my wife, and she was my boss at the time, and I hated her. Yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> no. that's it. <laughs> Um, I really don't think but I like tech wise. I don't think so. To be honest with you, I can't remember. That's wild. Like, but your tenure and yeah. Fucking... Now I'm starting to see it a lot more. Like my old deer dealership, they have a female. I think she's interning or something. She's in the shop. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there's a mm-hmm. couple of them for that company out here, but but yeah, no, nope. That's crazy. I figured at least once in your life, maybe you would have. It would have been cool. Just one in sixteen years. That's wild. Seventeen, come on. Seventeen. Yes, I, I just just hit seventeen, uh, August seventh. Okay, I was gonna say it's got to be new then. Cause... <laughs> anyway. Wow! Congratulations. Well, That's fucking you. crazy. I feel old as shit. <laughs> how do you feel about new techs coming in like have you seen young talent like have you seen talent out there or has it all been shit or like how are you feeling about new techs i yes and no um <clears throat> actually my resident is a newer tech he went to he went through the ayf program through deer and mm-hmm. he started in the shop when i was still at the deer dealership and i did he's he's a pretty quiet guy i didn't didn't know him too well but he just got into a truck recently, like literally the day before he became our resident. And I really enjoying, enjoy, I think he's in his third year and he has just grown and he is a badass technician. Uh, still green on certain things and, you know, intimidated by making calls on things, but that guy is going to go places. And, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of other guys like that, but just just him knowing him from when he started to now is just amazing to me and uh i mean sometimes i'll be like hey have you seen this problem <laughs> and i've been doing that for a long time you know but uh yeah i mean there's good and bads i've seen guys you know come in and fail completely um it just depends I, you got to have that knack you know yeah there's definitely like 
oh my god it's it's i feel like even in my short time in diesel it's been the same like some interns come in and i'm like oh this there's there's zero hope and then others come in and i'm like we're good like this person is good i trust them like they're proficient they're smart they yeah. think through things they're like they have the diagnostic and the wrenching side like they're like you said they're going to go places like i have no worries about this this wrencher yeah but i it it's hard to pick them now though you know especially young guys that are wanting to get into the trade um it's just hard because you don't know i mean looking back when i first started i didn't know a lot of things and i was lucky enough to get trained by one of the best you know and that was an automotive um mm -hmm. i'd like to take chances on more younger guys wanting to get into it but how much time do you spend on somebody before you say you know this ain't for you sorry buddy or miss <laughs> uh, yeah how how do you know you know yeah but, yeah but i mean like luckily it seems like i mean it kind of i guess sometimes it seems like the ones who don't make it just like don't make it but I don't know. I guess the turnover for us is like so hardcore that I just assume that they're not going to be there in six months. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's I, terrible, yeah. but <laughs> and what was your other question there? That was the second one was like young techs. Oh, well, okay. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Honestly, I, I think we covered quite a bit of things to be honest with you. <laughs> You oh you have one other thing you you could talk about beer, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, my fucking bush obsession. I wish they would fucking sponsor me so just bad. to like live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess we could wrap this thing up. To be honest with you, I mean this is a good podcast for sure. Um. I definitely want to give you a shout out on here. Um, how do people find you? She's Wrenchy. That's all I have. She's Wrenchy. I don't do, I don't have Facebook. I don't have anything. I mean, I technically have a TikTok, but I don't know how to use it at all. So I've like never posted on it. <laughs> but yeah, she's Wrenchy on Instagram. She's Wrenchy. Uh, I don't even know how we came about each other i think it was on certified wrench you added me and i added you back and it just kind of turned into whatever it is now <laughs> yeah Does that makes sense sending memes and yeah. fucking calling Talking you shit. out for being a pussy that's pretty much it <laughs> i've been quite the pussy lately and i don't understand what my deal is <laughs> I, fuck yeah but uh i guess that's it kid i'm just kidding uh yeah, let's young wrap, chap. Young chap. Let's wrap this thing up. Young but fellow. If you ever want to come back on, maybe we could do a podcast with me and the wife and you or whatever. I'm sure she's got lots of questions for you. Um Yeah, hell yeah. Um thanks for having me on, dude. It's like really an honor. So hell yeah. I love the podcast. Like me and everyone who listened to you, like we're always saying like it's the one podcast that we really look forward to so well, gotta give props to you i feel special i uh yeah i might just say this now but <clears throat> you know when i released my trailer podcast in the beginning 
I was excited to get 74 downloads, I think it was. I was like, holy crap, it took off already. And I am uh, just, I think I just hit 40,000 downloads. Holy fuck, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> That's thing, fucking wild. It's blown up. It's insane. Oh, my God. And now, like I said before, I... Uh, I might have some sponsorships coming. So if that's the case, then things are really going to be changing. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's um, tits. I'm excited for you. Hell yeah. If you guys need to get a hold of me, and sorry if I haven't replied to you on the email because I just found a bunch of emails in my junk. Or spam. There we go. Um, but anyways, you can get a hold of me at certifiedwrenchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Certified Wrench underscore podcast. Facebook, it's just Certified Wrench Podcast. Uh, got the merch line. Got a website, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. It's all under Certified Wrench Podcast. Um, and if you need to find any of the links, it's uh, there's a link tree link on my Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, help a brother out with that merch. But uh, anyway, Emma, thank you for joining me and uh, bullshitting. It was fun. Fuck yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. (laughs) No problem. And uh, I guess, guys, until next time, thanks for joining us.